You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 66 with Concita Thomas. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Trailblazers? I'm your host, Stephen Hart. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm so excited about the featured Trailblazer for this episode. Her name is Conceita Thomas, and she's a food and fitness strategist and on a mission to help you, the busy Trailblazer who's constantly on the go. Conceita in this episode is going to help us to gain freedom from being out of shape and overweight without falling into diet traps, right? And fitness obsessions. I thought it was a great follow-up to last week's episode we had with Dr. Jason Littleton. Uh, it's great to maybe listen to them both, be honest with you. And I felt several parallels, several common themes that came up throughout both episodes. I'd love to hear your feedback on what you thought um, listening to both. So definitely hit me up on Twitter if you were able to capture both or, or shoot me a WhatsApp. Let me know what your thoughts were and what you're putting into application after having listened to both episodes. Before we get into my into our conversation with Concita, I wanted to ask you, if you've not yet done so, to go ahead and leave us a review over on iTunes. Your thoughts, your feedback, and encouragement are so valued and appreciated. And, um, you know, you just might hear a special shout out for doing so in an upcoming episode uh, if you've been able to to just take out uh, literally two minutes of time Hop over to your podcast app on your smartphone and search for Trailblazers as you would a new podcast episode and you click on the podcast cover. There's a tab right in the middle for reviews. Go ahead and click on that and there's a link right there to write a review. You'll just enter your, your iTunes password and right there. You're able to to leave us a rating and uh, a review on your feedback and your thoughts on our podcast. So definitely, you know, help help me out, you know, help a brother out. That really helps us with uh, the rankings for the podcast and helps us to helps more people to see us in um, organic search when you're looking for for podcasts, right? So let's go ahead and get set to dive in and, and receive some mission fuel from today's Trailblazer, Conceita Thomas. Hope you enjoy. Conceita, thank you so much for being our featured guest today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really fired up to chat with you and, and really to help our listeners, both, both men and women. I know you focus on the women, but, you know, I know you're going to help us explore, hopefully, a new approach to their fitness, you know, approach that's hopefully sustainable and effective, right? Absolutely. I focus <laughs> on women, but it works for the men, too. I, I'm, I'm self-seeking here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with this. You know, when you and I first talked, I, I realized that we both had kids about the same age. I've got a, a six-year-old daughter and two-year-old son, and you inverted that. You actually have a seven-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter, right? Exactly. Exactly. So we're both extremely busy parents, <laughs> and so... Ye- Right. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, how, how have your kids helped you to become the person that you find yourself, uh, the person that you are today? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I feel like kids are the perfect mirror. They show mm. you 
who you are <laughs> for the good and the bad, <laughs> whether, whether they emulate you and you say, Oh my goodness, where did you get that from? And you realize that they got it from you Yes. or, you know, wh- wh- whether it's just, maybe they don't have the same traits, but some of your traits rub up against their traits and you get to see, Oh, I'm triggering this. <laughs> so they're, they're a great, great mirror. So they, they really help you see, who you are and and help you to appreciate the good in who you are and help you work on those those areas where you can stand to grow <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yes i know you, yeah. i know they maybe can't make sense of it today but if they could what's what's the top thing that you'd, you'd thank them for right now oh my gosh i think the top thing that i would thank my kids for is helping me to embrace uh, systems and processes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, I, I have a very strong work ethic and, you know, my work ethic pr- prior to having kids um, completely overshadowed the fact that I was more of a free spirit, spontaneous one who didn't necessarily follow a lot of systems and processes, but Kids add a lot of wild cards. And so, you know, it only takes a few times where you're really, really um, almost missing that deadline because you plan to pull an all-nighter, but that's the same night your kid got a fever. It only takes that happening a few times before you realize that free spirit is not the way to go if you're a parent. So, (laughs) yeah. Which is why I do podcast interviews at 9 and 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to speak to that, you know, the routine and the systems that, you know, we turn my wife and I, we, you know, pretty much run through a routine every evening, just getting kids through homework and set up for the next day. And yeah, definitely, definitely has. I, I can agree with you there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sure they'll, yes. they'll listen to this 15 or 20 years down the road and, and <laughs> have a yes. sense of gratitude, right? <laughs> yes. Listen, AJ and Jackie, when you listen to this, you guys are the reason I now believe in checklists and binders for everything. <laughs> you guys are the reason. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, so, absolutely. So today you're a food and fitness strategist, right? Yep, that's what I am. And so your heart and your passion is helping, you know, busy folks like myself live a healthy and more fulfilling life. And um, I'm excited to have you drop some knowledge and, and um, you know, hel- help me figure out how I get this summer body ready. But <laughs> let's, <laughs> yes. let, let's, let's take a, a couple of steps back before we do, right? Let's, let's, okay. talk, let's talk about your backstory for a minute. Were you, were you always driven by a health and fitness mindset? You know, yes, I was, but I had some, some dark, uh, some, you know, some bumps, a lot of bumps, I don't know, some hills along the road. I grew up, I grew up relatively healthy. I don't have, you know, the chubby kid backstory. I don't have that story at all. Um, my mom was a nurse. My dad was a pastor and, you know, um, you know, mom cooked food pretty much every night. Or if she did order out, it was healthy stuff. So, and she, she exercised a lot. So I had that in common. So I did have that backstory, but um, I think it was just something that was so automatic that it was something that I took for granted that I didn't really understand and that it was never really my responsibility to think about or be intentional about. So I grew up relatively healthy just because I ate what mom cooked. I exercised because mom exercised. But when I went to college, 
I didn't necessarily know why we did what we did. And like a lot of children who go off to college, I didn't continue to do what we always did when I got there. Freshman so that's 15. where I, oh my gosh. And, and the, and the sophomore and the junior. Yeah. It was the gift that kept on giving like seriously. Yeah. So that's where I ran into a little bit of trouble. I was doing the right things, but I did not have the education behind it. Mm. So it wasn't intentional on my part. And I did not continue that path when I left. Talk to me maybe about the motivation to kind of. Yeah. yeah. You know, Stephen, what happened was so gaining the weight was not, you know, I went to school for mechanical engineering. Like mm. this was not my intended path. That's wow. what both of my degrees are in. So like gaining weight was not the thing that made me say, oh, my gosh, I want to dedicate my life to helping people not have this issue. I was very oblivious to the problem that was brewing, much like many of us are as we gain weight. Right. It's kind of like it's five pounds. Pounds, it's 10 pounds, it's 15 pounds. And the media, the magazines, everything, you know, it's full of these fabulous transformations that happen in only eight to 12 weeks. And it's a totally different body. So there's this underlying, underlying assumption that um, it's no big deal. You know, I'll take care switch. of it. Yeah, yeah I, I can take care of it. For me, it was when I graduate college. But like for a lot of us trailblazers, it's like when this business is built, when I get this big contract, yes. you know, when I when I hire when I hire staff, when, when, when we, you know, we gamble our health and our fitness away and we bet on later. And the problem is like later doesn't ever really come or when it comes, it doesn't look like what we expected it to look like. So we have a bigger problem than we anticipated. And that's what happened for me. Mm. So I graduated and, you know, hired a trainer and, you know, gave up soda. And I thought that was the holy grail. <laughs> that I'll be fine, <laughs> you know, and that is not what happened. It was it was a battle for years where I was getting more fit. I was getting stronger. I was a former athlete. So trainers love to train me, but I was not losing the weight. I did not understand how I was shooting myself in the foot with the nutrition, like literally truth moment, Steve. And you, you'll laugh at this. I used to leave my Monday night step and sculpt class and drive through the Wendy's drive through and get a, <laughs> a children's, listen, a children's size frosty and a children's size fries and call that a win because of the size, because calories, right? <laughs> and so I was totally, totally clueless <laughs> to what it was going to really take um, to, to change my body, to see results. And at that point, it wasn't even just changing in my body, like my entire taste and what I like to eat and my lifestyle was altered from four years of betting on later. So it ended up being a much, much bigger struggle than I had ever, ever anticipated. So fast forward and eventually I, I did, you know, I did learn some things. I lost some weight, um, actually got into my gold jeans, but the problem is it was temporary. It was, it was temporary because of how I did it. Lack of like mindset. I, yeah, yeah. The mindset was not right and the approach was not right. I mm -hmm. basically was young enough that doing a ton of cardio, you know, doing a ton of cardio and finally figuring out that, you know, I needed to not just reduce, you know, not just have a kid size stuff, but like overall reduce my calories, did a ton of cardio, did it long enough and eventually 
got it to work through really, really tight control of my meals and a ton of physical activity. So over what period of time were you kind of caught in this hamster wheel oh. of the cycle? Was it was it just college or was it like years? No, no, it was it was years. So I, I graduated college in 99. And so um, and I didn't wait until college. Actually, I started around my junior year, started trying to get control of things. And my first, like, I landed at my goal weight and maintained it for only like a couple of months before I met my husband, who became my boyfriend at the time. Mm. So it took me about, about that whole period was about three years. Um, so when I met him, I was in shape, but it was definitely um, temporary. It was not permanent mm. at all. So was there an epiphany or wake up call? Like what, what triggered that, that change? Oh my gosh. You know, I wish I could say it was immediate. I mean, you would think I was smart enough for it to be immediate, but I stayed on the hamster wheel of like really, really um, strict control of my food and tons of activity, like all through our dating phase, all through when we got married, all the way. It wasn't until um, I became pregnant with our first child Mm. that things changed. I knew things needed to change on our fourth year anniversary, but it wasn't until two years later that I actually made the change. And the reason why I knew things needed to change because I had to hold on so tight, (laughs) so tightly. I was doing so much exercise and like, and so strict on my diet that I literally ruined our fourth year anniversary outing because I was a grumpy mess at the restaurant Mm -hmm. because I was trying to stay on my diet, which is exactly what it was at the time. Um, But I really did want to enjoy our anniversary. So like that internal struggle made me quite unpleasant. So anybody who's listening, like, don't do that. If you feel like your family is sabotaging you, it's not them. It's probably because you're grumpy and they just want you to be happy. Um, And then I fell asleep. I fell asleep before we got to the the next stop because I was so tired from all of the exercise that I was doing to stay in shape. So, yeah, that was like a come so to you, Jesus moment. So you yeah. went to a point where you almost <laughs> over-prioritized the, 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 the fitness mindset at that point. Or, or you know, this, you, you're not balancing. Yeah, and it was not almost. Oh, it was completely <laughs> right. out of balance. And it was because, Stephen, because I was scared. Mm. Like, I knew what it felt like to be overweight and to be uh, self-conscious, um, about meeting new people because I mean we let's just be honest we should not but we were part of a, our society is very superficial yes so and in my case I didn't have any medical issues so the fact that I was overweight was just a huge outward signal of something not being right behind closed doors right so that that can put you on edge that can make you a little bit self-conscious and I knew I didn't want to go back there I knew I did not want to go back there so I was holding on very tightly but I wasn't doing it the right way so it's and I had a bunch of those little moments but that was like the big moment that was like something has got to change I don't know what I don't know how but I know I can't do this for the rest of my life so I was caught between two places there was no way I was going to keep doing that because you know my husband is really cool and as patient as he is I did I wanted to stay married you know for a long time and I knew I did not want to go back to being overweight and unhealthy so I had to figure out what that middle ground was going to be and it was that tension that pushed me in the direction of where I am now to not only be fit and to be healthy, but to also do it in a way that honors my other priorities, right. my 
my greater priorities, priorities, to be honest. What happened from that point that kind of helped you, right, to, to be able to kind of balance things and, and to come back to a, a, so, a so-called center, right, where you yeah. found, found a happy place between the two? Well, you know what happened is I started I started researching and getting curious and, and I started being more open to the things that I had come across. And I started um, I just I got I guess you can honestly say I was desperate enough to start trying things that before I kind of wrote off. So I got very curious about what it would look like if. I could be spontaneous about my food, but still stay in shape. I started, instead of just accepting that people who want to be fit, they want it badly enough. So they live by scheduled cheat days and cheat meals. I started to challenge what I believed um, about what it took to be and to stay fit and trying things that were different. I definitely knew that I started challenging, okay, instead of, being proud of myself for being hardcore because like people at the gym know me by first and middle and last name. Cause I'm there so much. What would it look like? Like how could I scale this back and still be in shape? And to be honest, I played with it, but it was very scary and I did not jump full in getting pregnant with, and when it was planned, you know, getting pregnant with our son or have, conceiving our son was the thing that made it all real because it gave me time. It gave me a much needed time out. I knew for the next 10 months, I was not going to be in stellar shape. And, and my focus switched from that to just health. So all that I thought might possibly work for losing weight and for staying in shape, I started to implement while I was pregnant with my son. Mm -hmm. I started scaling back on my workouts, started being a little bit more liberal with my food. And I accepted the fact that Hey, I'm gaining weight anyway because I'm pregnant. And so I may gain more than I had planned, but I'm committed to this process and I'm going to give my body the break. And when he's born, I'm never going back to this way again. It was just a personal commitment I made. That was the line in the sand there. So finally kind of phoned that that happy medium. Well, I mean, the progress I saw when I was pregnant actually was just gaining weight. But yeah. but I was in a place that I that was what was expected, you know, and and to be honest with you, there was external pressure, too, or it could be in my head. But at this point that we're talking about between the anniversary and, and conceiving our first first son and everything, I'm already a trainer. I have worked in a big box gym. I've competed in bodybuilding competitions like up to that point where you're pregnant. Yeah, before wow. that. Yeah, so I had done all this. So now there was not only just this internal desire to stay fit and healthy, there was this external expectation that I'd be in this kind of shape because I'm a fitness professional also. Wow, girl. <laughs> so all the things that I thought could possibly work before I got pregnant with my son, it was kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Because if I saw that, you know... I was gaining a little bit more than I wanted. I was not willing to do that. (laughs) So I would go back to the old ways. I would kind of flirt with the new way. But when I got pregnant with my son, my expectation and the expectation across the board was that I was going to gain weight. And so that was kind of the time out and the freedom to just let it go. I didn't, by no means was I sitting on the couch and eating bonbons, but it was the time where I could just be and focus solely on health and moving to be healthy and eating to be healthy and not worrying so much about whether anything fit because it wasn't going to anyway. And 
again, was just that commitment that when this is over, when I have this baby, I'm never going back to this way. And so however long it takes to lose the baby weight is how long it takes because I'm going this new route. So as you went through that process and you began to almost relearn uh, a new approach to to both fitness and, and healthy eating, at what point, I know you said you're a trainer, um, at what point was there that desire to to bring that approach to others? The moment it worked. So it was crazy, Stephen. What happened is, so first of all, none of my clients were ever on the crazy programs that I was personally on. Because for me, what happened is I lost weight. And then I start, got into competitions, which was a whole nother world and was even more crazy, strict and more workouts and stricter food. No, this was before my son. Okay. So none of my clients, for the record, none of my clients were working out 25 hours a week and, and living <laughs> on that. You know, none of them were doing that. So, um, so with, so though, but they were doing, you know, your standard one hour workouts and paying attention to calories and that type of stuff, right? The stuff. Quite honestly, you learn when you get a certification. But when I had my son, I could not believe how well my body responded to the new approach. By the time he was, before he was one, I was already back at my weight. Um, By the time he was like two, I was in better shape than I had ever been when I was not competing. And I literally was working out a third of the time that I used to, like 20 to 30 minutes a day, four to five days a week. I was eating well, but I was not counting a calorie. I was not tracking a macro. I was doing none of that stuff. And when my husband and son said, do you want to go out for ice cream? I was saying yes, instead of saying no, like I used to. And it was working. So the minute it started working, I started transitioning my clients to that way because you know why wouldn't I like why in the world would I be working out 20 to 30 minutes and have them still you know training for an hour and counting calories I was off my rocker excited about it and so I was sharing with them what I was doing and how it was working so I'm gonna Come to that in a second, because I, I I need you to sprinkle some of that black girl magic. But okay, <laughs> but let me ask you. You know, the the thought comes to mind. You still have fears of falling back into to old habits, right? Yes, absolutely. But let me tell you, and I will I will not pretend that you know the thought never crossed my mind. Oh my goodness, we have a vacation. We're going to a beach. So my son was almost one. And we went to Mexico for a a destination wedding for a close friend. Now get this. It was a friend I knew from my competition days. So all of my like friends from the competition Mm -hmm. world, my ex bodybuilder friends, they're going to all be there. And there was definitely a moment where I was like, man, maybe just a six week lean out. Maybe I should just, you know, old way. But, (laughs) you know, it just, Stephen, the thought crossed my mind, but... My question to myself was then what? Like, you know what's down that rabbit hole. The more you do, the more you're going to have to do. Right. So you so you lean out that way. You get your body used to that again. Then what? And to be honest, I was having so much fun with my husband. I was 
absolutely in love with my new little boy and and just catching every single little new giggle and new trick that he did that it just it did when I weighed the options it just didn't make sense and I'll be honest and say you know the advantage for me was that it was working now I can't I can never I can't I can't tell you like if I was doing this and it wasn't working and and none of the weight was coming off I would have never gone back I can't say that I don't know because it was working. So and it was sustainable. It was, yeah, it was working and it was sustainable. It was working. And it was sustainable. And, and all of my old clothes fit by the time it was time to go to this wedding. So I really thought, okay, is having a six pack versus a flat stomach when you have a 10 month old really worth the crazy that will ensue in order to, 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 you know, if I went back to the old way, it just wasn't. My priorities had shifted completely. So obviously, I know our listeners are like, Stephen, shut up and ask Concisa <laughs> how I can do and achieve the same result, right? So let's yes. have you open your treasure chest and yes. sprinkle some of that black girl magic. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, what? what's the approach? What's the mindset? What, you know, how, what, what kind of um, approach can we take that, that does help? Because I think, you know, and for women, obviously, that's your focus. But I think we all, men and women, you know, we all want something that's sustainable over the long term, right? And, and yep. effective. Um, yes. So share, share some of that with us. Okay. So the first thing is it has to happen in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first little nugget I want to drop is just like with a business, just like with your interactions with clients, just like a marriage do not start what you will not keep up. So that's the first thing you have to, in your mind, because all of us, right, we get that trigger, like, okay, I'm ready to get this done. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go hard six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. I'm going to get it done. And then life is going to go back to normal. That's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. And so when you begin, just, just put in your mind, I will not start what I will not keep up. So that's the first thing you have to settle with. You have to make peace with that because there's always the temptation. Oh yeah, I can do an hour. Okay. But will you do an hour? Like when you're launching something in your business and your kid is sick that week, will you do an hour, six days a week then? Right. Right. And if the answer is, if the answer is no, no. (laughs) so then don't start it. Like don't even go down the path. Do not start what you will not keep up. So when you get that part settled and you're okay and you're comfortable, you're like, okay, I'm accepting this. I don't like it, but she said it. I'm going to give it a try. You know, then once you do that, then it's just as simple as be consistent. So let's start with the food. Okay. Because really that's, that's, that's where the magic happens. (laughs) Let's start Mm. with the food. So two things you need to know about food is that unless you are 19, and I don't think that's your target audience, unless you're 19, you are not going to out-train poor nutrition, period, point blank. If you could, I would have done it. I already told you. (laughs) I was exercising enough for a part-time job, and I still had to eat clean. I'm just telling you, you cannot exercise, you cannot out-train poor nutrition. But the flip side is also true, which is you can out train 
good nutrition. Being team too much with your workout will turn you into cookie monster. So instead of thinking that more is better when it comes to the exercise, just understand that more is just more and it will likely make you want to eat more. So settle on that happy medium. When you have those things settled internally, then the other thing I want you to know about your eating is simple tweaks, guys, simple tweaks, simple tweaks is works all day long. So if you are used to getting up every morning and as you rush out the door, you grab the cereal bar, right? That has enough sugar to be a candy bar. Don't convince yourself that you're going to do a three egg omelet with heirloom tomatoes and baby spinach because (laughs) because it's healthier, because there's a reason you're grabbing that bar. It's probably convenience. So your simple tweak is a protein bar that doesn't have a ton of sugar Mm. and making that single change sustainable, the same amount of effort, the same amount of energy, but better results. So what can I tweak to to get my ice cream content? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. So let's talk about ice cream, right? So I am like, I am, I like to call myself the fit dessert diva. So I'm all about the dessert. So Steven, you're in luck there. So sometimes you're just gonna have the ice cream, okay? But like if it's an every night thing, Steven, nah. that's not that's not gonna work. So find a I make for my kids and for me I make uh, smoothies but if you make them with more ice and more frozen ingredients Mm. and less liquid you can literally make ice cream I have a actually it's going up on my blog in two weeks I have a chocolate ice cream um, a chocolate ice cream recipe that I make for myself and for the kids that is straight up protein powder but I just I just tweak it I use a frozen banana I use less water they don't know it's a protein shake. It tastes like ice cream. It even has the consi- like you even have to spoon it because it's that thick. Really? And there you go. Yeah, literally. He's like, I'm gonna be on that blog in two weeks. So, so, li- so literally making those types of tweaks. So the basis, what you're looking for, what you're looking for is you are looking to make sure you have a good amount of protein in your diet. You're looking to make sure that you're not overdoing it with the starch and the sugar. And you're looking to make sure that you're getting fiber from veggies. But you do this not by creating like a big old meal plan overhaul. You do this by tweaking what you're already eating to make those things happen. And small, steady tweaks. Small, steady tweaks. Like when I work with my one-on-one clients, I have one. She's getting started tomorrow and she doesn't know it, but she's going to learn that we are starting her first two weeks. The only thing we're doing is we're keeping her water intake in place and we are we are fixing breakfast. We're not talking about anything else for two weeks but breakfast. Wow. Because because I mean you can you can make a meal plan and you can overhaul and you can use all of your willpower and all of that to get it done. But it, it lasts I like to say like anytime you make a huge change in your life like that it's like it's like a car coming down the road and eventually it meets a car coming the opposite direction. And that other car is called your priorities and your normal lifestyle. And every single time they crash, the new habit is what dies. That's what ends up total. Right. Right. So if, so if you can make changes that do not disrupt your lifestyle, you can stick to those changes. And, and and it's not, it's not a popular, it's not popular. It's not super sexy. Like nobody really gets excited about it when I say it, 
But I'll put it to you this way. If you think about how many years you've spent doing a complete overhaul right? and then, and then it fizzles out and then you get up the energy and the courage and the excitement to do it again. And if you look over the last two, three, five years and you're still at the same place or worse off, and then you ask yourself, well, if you could just slowly build the habits over six months and actually be somewhere different six months later, do you still think that this is not a good way to go? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I, I appreciate the, the thoughts and the approach um, towards this because, again, it, it's, it's helping people to develop consistency and, uh, and retune a new mindset um, slow and steady, which wins the race every time, right? Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I want to say something about that, though. I can't leave that out there because I, I, if, you, if you are listening to this and when Stephen says slow and steady, wins the race and you and you rolled your eyes and you were ready to like turn off I get you because that was me I get you nobody wants to go slow and steady right and and here's what I want to say when you tweak the right thing Stephen and this is what I was doing wrong and this is why I stayed trapped because when we think slow and steady wins the race we do things like okay well so I'm not even, uh, you know, a big soda drinker, but I'm going to give up soda because I, I read in a magazine somewhere that giving up soda is the way to go. But maybe you only drink like two, three sodas a week. So you give up soda, right? That's a sacrifice, even though it was only two to three. But it was not the right tweak for you at the right time. Mm. So you lose no weight. So that's what I call the double sacrifice. You gave up what you wanted and you didn't get a result. So that's the second sacrifice. Uh. And that's why we don't like slow and steady because we're out here making changes that don't matter and then they don't produce results and we feel robbed. So it's not just slow and steady. When you change the right habits in the right order, it's actually not so slow. The changes that you make are slow, but the the results that come are not slow at all. Love it. Concita, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to add before we we kind of moved into our final phase? No, I just want to say... I just want to say, like, it can be done. I do want to say to, again, because because of the type of people that we are that listen to your audience, we are out here, we're making moves, we're moving and shaking, and there's just this tendency, I want to reiterate, do not bet on later. All of the things that, that we're doing, you know, the businesses, the careers, the kids, all of the things that fill our schedule, that make us feel like we don't have time for this stuff because we're the glue that holds it all together. All of that stuff is the reason why we cannot afford to bet on later. Because when we bet on later, everyone loses. And the reason why so many of us do it is because what we've been told and sold that needs to happen in order to see those changes is it's it's not the only way to go. And it's what keeps us betting on later and everybody's losing. Yes. And, you know, I can't help but encourage everyone um, to go back and listen to Dr. Jason Littleton after listening to Concita's episode, because you two are speaking the same language in different ways. And I'm just so encouraged by it because, you know, in in the conversation with him, uh, you know, he and he Actually, you know, he's a he's a medical doctor and he asks his patients, you know, how long do you want to live? Mm-hmm. And so he approaches things from, well, you know, you need to look at 
your vision, your long-term vision from the perspective of what your health and, and, and fitness needs to be, right? How you mm-hmm. need to approach health and wellness to be able to live out the vision that you want mm-hmm. for yourself, to stay alive long enough mm-hmm. to achieve your vision. And I hear much of that in, in, in what you're echoing here as well and, and love it. So I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, as we get set to wrap up, I have just a couple more questions for you. Uh, you know, our trailblazers love to hear uh, resources of our guests. Yes. And, um, and so, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear, you know, maybe what's what's a book that you've a book or a couple books that you've read that have inspired you most. Oh, my gosh. The Power of Habit. I don't remember the author. It's a yellow book, has red writing. Absolutely check that out yes um the power of habit because it just it just really breaks down why we do what we do Mm -hmm. um and and how to build habits that we want and interrupt the interrupt the ones that we don't and it um it definitely it has influenced heavily influenced how i work with people to make changes in their health and fitness Mm. um so the power of habit is a huge one yeah that yeah, that just stands out head and shoulders above. Yeah, <laughs> the power of habit. Is there an app, software, or tool that you use every day that you can't live without? Evernote. <laughs> Girl, you're talking Ever- my language. <laughs> Evernote. Evernote. You know, yeah, I use Evernote. Uh, gosh, for family stuff, for yes. business stuff, for client stuff. It's just it's the cure to the sticky notes. If you are the type of person that has sticky notes everywhere and you always forget what's on the sticky notes, you don't have to break up with your sticky notes. I take pictures of mine and put it in Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely Evernote. Love it. Love it. So, you know, last question here. Uh, tell us one action that we should take this week or as quickly as we can to help us blaze our trail. Huh. One action. Drink water. Drink water. Drink water. One action. And the reason why I drink water, um, it's important for energy. <laughs> uh, it's important for definitely for energy, for concentration. Um, it helps you to control your hunger and so drink i mean if there's one thing drink water love it love it concita how can we stay connected to you okay so i am my website is concitathomas.com i am concita thomas everywhere on social media facebook periscope twitter instagram also for the trailblazers who um we didn't talk much about workouts today but i definitely have tons to say about that but for those of you who are ready to embrace that shorter workout that you can do more more often and actually get consistent for trailblazers only i have a free two-week trial of my coaching club and you can get that by going to concitathomas.com backslash trailblazers awesome love that love that concita thank you so much for sharing your wisdom for being transparent and you know just committed to to helping your your tribe right to improve their lives and and lead happy healthy happy and healthy and energized um lifestyles so uh really appreciate you uh, you and i connecting and 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 having this conversation i know you're a part of the trailblazer family and uh, you know looking forward to to continuing to see your journey 
and um and 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 how you're able to to continue to impact others so thank you so much thank you so much for the opportunity it was great being here Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.